to the Exec MBA Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'd like to feature the third conversation in our ongoing series with two students in our class of 2020, Jonas Porcar Ferrer and Bobin Patel. During a recent weekend residency, Jonas, Bobin, and I sat down to talk a little bit more about how things are going, uh, how they're enjoying the program so far, how the program is impacting the work that they're doing at their jobs, and some highlights from their roughly first year in the program. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Jonas Porcaro Ferrer and Bobin Patel. Jonas, Bobin, welcome back. Thank you, Brett. It's good to be back. Thank you, Brett. All right. So this is the third installment of the ongoing series with y'all that we've been running here on the Exec MBA podcast. The idea is that through your experience and through the series of conversations that we're having, someone who listens to the podcast can start to get a sense of the arc and evolution that students experience here in the program. Mm-hmm. So should note that we were recording this on a uh, Saturday afternoon, uh, just wrapped up your second day of a residency here. Quarter five. Can you believe it's quarter five? Not really. <laughs> uh, just the other day we were talking about, um, you know, we're roughly a year away from graduation. So, you know, it's just a great feeling that, you know, we already come so far. So this is, you know, the midpoint, so to speak. Um, and uh, probably you're going to have people talking to you about electives and planning for that space, which, I mean, that's when you know the end is near. So quarter nine and quarter 10, the elective period. So um, a lot of what we talked about is how you've balanced things or how you've gotten better at school. I'm curious now that you have four quarters behind you, you've now had two domestic quarters, two global quarters. Um, Bob and we'll talk a little bit more about the global residency you just took China. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the exploration and enterprise leadership course that Jonas participated in. I'm curious about how school feels to you now that you're, you know, halfway through the program. Yeah, so I, for me, um, you know, I have a six-month-old now, and which keeps me, you know, very busy. But you know, luckily, you know, my family is, uh, you know, is a, has been a great supporter. And um, you know, the other thing is my learning team, you know, has been exceptional, um, which Jonas is a part of, and. Uh, very talented professionals, you know, who are uh, just watching out for each other. And, you know, these are the things I could not, you know, do on my own uh, because we have so so many cases to read, so much preparation that needs to be done. Um, you know, my learning team really helps me, um, you know, making sure, uh, you know, I not only I go through the material, but I actually understand and process it. So I'm ready for each residency. Um in terms of time management, uh, I'm definitely, you know, getting getting better at it each quarter. Um, and now, you know, we some of the uh, foundational courses such as accounting and finance are behind us. So, or you know, now we're uh, going into you know electives in the next couple of quarters. So I'm look, definitely looking forward to that because I think that workload is is going to be somewhat more manageable, um, just because. Not only you know we so we already have the systems in place, uh, but also that the, the course is going to be uh, somewhat easier, or at least that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, how about you, Jonas? How are you feeling about? Yeah, that? I feel that I've adjusted to Darden, and Darden has it's been it's been it's adjusted in, into my life right now. I feel that of course there's a lot of time you need to put into the program, but uh, it's not as painful as in the beginning where you are not really sure how much time to to devote to a case or 
or things like that. Also, it's like completely integrating my schedule. I know, I know that two days per week I, I have classes and I don't need to think about that, that about on other scheduling, other activities. So, I mean, you, you pretty much, we are pretty much adjusted at, at this point. And also, as, as Babin said, the learning team is very consolidated at, at this point. So, uh, like, yeah, every quarter we start, we plan everything, all, all our meetings, uh, we distribute the cases and it's working really well. So it's, it's helping a lot, actually. Like, and yeah, when, and we cover each other, uh, each other back. So when, if you have something that, you know, comes up, we all have travel, travel trips for work or other like things that we don't expect to happen. So yeah, we, we have this supporting network that really, it's really helpful. Yeah. So this is quarter five. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the quarter. Uh, so uh, the classes you're taking this quarter. Mm -hmm. So uh, you have decision analysis. This is the second decision analysis class, DA2. Uh, you have a professional advancement course uh, with Connie Dunlop and I believe operations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So this is operations too. So uh, to your earlier point, Bobbin, uh, having some of this foundational stuff, now you're getting into the second half of these courses. I'm curious, um, how you feel about the mix of classes you're taking. Uh, maybe talk a little bit more about the professional advancement course too. So let's, let's take that first part of the question first. How do you feel about this, this uh, set of classes in this quarter? I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an engineer. So anything that related to numbers, I love it. Finance and decision analysis is one of my favorite ones in this um, second part of the course. Uh, we're focusing more on regressions. In the first one, we focus on other tools to, to make decisions so it's it's really interesting because it's really it, it you can apply it almost to anything that you do or uh, in your life or in your professional life so basically it's just to use these tool regressions to 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 predict outcomes to predict uh, like uh, and and do correlations in uh, between data so it, it's really interesting i like it a lot yeah so um in DA, as Jonas mentioned, you know, it's more an analytical-based course uh, focused on predictive analytics and operations. Uh, the second part of operations that we are taking now, um, it's focused on more operational processes um, and building process maps and figuring out capacities for, you know, different, um, different companies or businesses. Uh, and um, equally exciting, we are taking the uh, professional advancement uh, course with Connie Dunlop and um, to me, uh, and I'm just excited. We just had our, uh, you know, first face-to-face, -face, you know, session uh, lecture um, this weekend, and it was just amazing um, the energy she brings to the, you know, to the to the class, and just how uh, structure or, or uh, focus there is on, you know, professional advancement, and um, she uses different methods to, you know, make sure you're opening up and really sharing, you know, with the class exactly what it is that you want to get out of the program. Um, you know, whether you want to climb the corporate ladder, um, whether, you know, it's uh, you want to switch your jobs or uh, maybe you're just exploring or maybe you're an entrepreneur. Uh, so she does a great job at, you know, uh, catering to, you know, you know, audience with different um, career aspirations. So I'm really excited you now this quarter uh, that we're, you know, taking all uh, these three courses. So Jonas, how, did, how have you found the pack course? Well, I'm loving it. It's uh, it's all about reinventing you. It's it's very. I'm I'm very happy. It's a core course. I think everybody should ha that goes through an MBA should take one of a course like this because it's about discovering your strengths, your weaknesses, like 
figuring out what is your career path and, and how to get there. So this is pretty much what is the course is about. We're just starting it, but it's very exciting. Yes. So um, we talked about how you balance things. We talked about the courses that you're taking here uh, right now. So let's take a little bit of a look back. Quarter four, it's a global quarter. So um, we talked through the structure of the program, but for those of us, for those, those of our listeners who are new uh, to this conversation, uh, the core of the program is delivered over the first eight quarters or 16 months of the program. Um, quarters one, three, five, and seven are domestic quarters. Everyone is in their base location. Um, two weekend residencies, no global residencies offered. And that's why we're sitting here in Roslyn in quarter five. Jonas and Bobbin are both Roslyn students, even though Jonas is an executive MBA format student. Bobbin is a global executive MBA format student. They're in class together. Quarter four, uh, much like quarters two, four, six, and eight, is a global quarter. Um, the global residency that was offered in quarter four is the China residency for our class of 2020. Um, some portion of the students travel, Imba and Gimba format students travel on that trip. And then the Imba format students who are not traveling were here in Roslyn for the two corresponding weekend residencies. So now that we've got all that detail out of the way, let's hear about how it actually was. So, um, so Jonas, uh, let's start with you. Um, you had uh, exploration and enterprise leadership course uh, during, during that quarter. It was led by General George Casey and a longtime Darden professor. Ed Hess, mm -hmm. um, leading in a volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous world, uh, VUCA, as it is known uh, in the parlance. Uh, so um, talk about that class and maybe some of the other classes that you were taking that quarter. Yeah, it was a very interesting class. Uh, general George Casey, is a four, he's a four-star general. He was the head of the U.S. mission in Iraq. He's been also head of the of the Army, the HIF, the yeah, human resources here at the Army. So... I mean, really, really impressive the the, um, the way he he transmits the how how to be a leader and and we talk about the vision, how to define a strategy, about courage, about character, and also with uh, Professor Hess, um, we focused on on how to lead uh, high performance teams and how important it is to create an environment of psychological safety. And it was overall a really great, really great course on on, on leadership. I just want to say that we also went through the economics second part of the economics course with with Dennis Yang. In this case, in, um, whereas in the in the first quarter we focus on on advanced material economies such as the USA or European Union. In this in the second part we focus on more international, more emerging economies such as Mexico, India, China, and and all the things that we need to focus when we look at, at, a, at an economy from an international perspective, such as exchange rates, balance of payments, trade barriers, and, and so on. Yeah, yeah, in addition to uh, global economics, you also had operations, yeah. right, with uh, Raul Chow. Um, and so you're taking Ops 2 here in quarter five. Um, perhaps unsurprisingly, since this is the core curriculum and it's the same across our executive MBA format and global executive MBA format, uh, Bobbin also had global economics and operations, but had the experience of seeing these things in China and taking a course called Global Leadership Explorations, GLE. So, do um, you want to talk a little bit about, about that experience? Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really excited, actually, to um, you know, give the listeners, uh, you know, just some flavor for, you know, what, what this residency was, was like. Um, you know, so last time, uh, last residency was Brazil and um, this time we went to China. Uh, China, we had um, 
global economics and markets course, which focused on um, and the course we we're discussing the trade war uh, between U.S. and China, and uh, this was especially important important um, because uh, and interesting because uh, not only is the core issue for for the U.S. and China, uh, but also this, this while this discussion was happening in the class, um, leaders of both countries, you know, were discussing um, you know this in in, in Washington. So. You know, it was a very, very, um, you know, relevant and, and you know, current topics. Uh, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, we also focused on, as Jonas mentioned, uh, while they were, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, while they were here in you know, Roslyn, um, we all, we also focused on India and, and Mexico and South Africa, and um, just understanding various tools that these countries are using um, to affect and, and uh, improve their economic growth. Uh, and some challenges uh, that uh, each of these countries are uh, faced with. Uh, we also took the operations, had the operations and ma uh, management uh, first part of the course in China. And uh, in uh, in this course, we focused on supply chain and inventory management. Uh, to me, it was really interesting because uh, we had some cool simulations. Um, uh, uh, we had one beer simulation in, in, in which uh, we were um, uh, tasked with working with the team, uh, you know, vendor, supplier, distributor, and customers. And we had to figure out, um, you know, the whole supply chain. We had to build from, from scratch. And, you know, then we competed, you know, amongst, uh, you know, uh, each other. And, um, yeah, that was, that was kind of cool to go through the whole process. Uh, and, uh, we also actually visited Walmart in China. Um, and that was part of the, the global leadership course, uh, oper in, in operations, like a hybrid, we compared and contrast, you know, a Walmart that you see in the U S uh, and how they cater to customers here versus what you see in China and based on the Chinese, uh, and a customer preference. Uh, so that was really interesting to see. Uh, and then just, you know, China, you know, when we visited China, we went to Shanghai uh, and we took a bullet train to Beijing. So uh, we got to see not only Shanghai is very westernized. Uh, I've never been to China before. So anything that I knew about China was either from, you know, newspaper or, or you know, reading articles about China or some hearing from somebody. Uh, I was just uh, blown away by the advances, you know, that they made in infrastructure and, um, you know, the development of, of the, the communities there. Um, Shanghai is very westernized and Beijing uh, on the other on the other end is a very um, it's a little bit feels has older vibe to it. But uh, it's the the, uh, you know, hub of all, all government activities. Uh, we also got to see the Forbidden City there, which is a huge complex uh, it, it served as, as the home of emperors and, and their, you know, households, uh, and for five, like, I think like 500 years and it contains, uh, over 900 buildings. So it's a just humong humongous structure. Uh, and then to, to top it all off, uh, we went to the great wall and I had a happy hour, uh, at the wall, which was really exciting. Um, some of us took the cable car and, uh, some of us, uh, hiked up there, which was, uh, I don't think was a good idea, but we did it. <laughs> it was fun. Um, and then uh, we also had a three, uh, we had a couple of company visits, uh, and we visited one of the companies that, uh, is, is, uh, developing, um, next-gen virtual virtual reality uh, technology and has made a couple of acquisitions um, in the U.S. 
And uh, we, we also visited another company, which is Italian, um, you know, uh, owned company. And uh, we got, you know, the CEO hosted us this beautiful property that he uh, he owns, and uh, he had imported Italian beer for us, and that also was amazing. So I mean, you can you know see that, and not only there's focus on the courses and learning and cultural immersion, right? But there's also that you know one one on one um, you know conversation that you can have with CEO himself, right? Um, so it, you know. And same same thing with the tech company we visited. You know, we we were able to talk directly to the CEO and 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 their you know his staff. Um, so it's just you know allows you know person like me to have that access to ask uh, somebody like that a global leader questions that I may have that I would not have uh, if I was not part of you know such a program. Uh, so overall, it was a you know just amazing experience and and now looking forward to going to Europe uh, in a couple of months. So um, I'm struck by all that you did in a relatively short period of time. I I should note that these global residencies are Sunday to Saturday and it's really Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because Saturday is the travel home day. So it sounds like a very full week. Oh, absolutely. But when you're there, uh, if you talk to any, any of my, you know, classmates who are there, um, you know, they wouldn't change a thing. I mean, the, the, the program team, you know, and Lottie, you know, Barbara, um, you know, and, and others, you know, there's lots of people involved in that, in, in operation, in planning operations, uh, our local guides there, you know, they were all amazing. And, you know, uh, I would, I definitely, you know, would love to go back. <laughs> so, um, there is a sort of natural pairing that happens, uh, with these, with these courses and, and the location. Do you feel like China helped make these these courses more vivid for you being there on location. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so for the global economics course, you know, we, we can talk about the trade war. We can talk about, um, you know, the, the, you know, you know, how India is, is growing. But when you're there, uh, you know, we actually heard from uh, one of the chief economists uh, from People's uh, Bank of China, so, I mean, you're talking to somebody who actually, you know, uh, made, you know, was in charge of policy and monetary policy. And, and you know, that's to me that doesn't get any better than that. Um, so to me, that was very, very, um, you know, insightful to hear directly from somebody who was at the helm uh, of, you know, People Bank of China, which we know, you know, has tr- trillions of dollars in, in under, you know, asset. So, yeah, I'm definitely uh, uh, very, very excited. So, Jonas, now hearing about all these global residency experiences, are you looking forward to your own? Oh, definitely. I'm going to India. Uh, and also I'm thinking about uh, now is the time to, to enroll for some electives. And I've, I'm accepted in the, in the Cuba trip. So there's, a, there's other options to, to go abroad with Darden. And I'm thinking about uh, going to Cuba. Of course, I'm Spaniard, so there's strong ties between Cuba and Spain. So I would love to go there and, and understand what's going on in the island and how it's evolving and what the, which are the opportunities also for, for businesses when it's, when it's the time to, to, you know, to, to join the, I mean, the, to, to, to be more open to the world, let's say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are correct. Uh, that Darden Worldwide courses are an additional global opportunity that are available. We talked a lot on this particular podcast about global residencies 
uh, but we do have global electives. I think for your class, it's Japan and Cuba, right? Yes, yes. So, ha- so Cuba, because of the yeah. the ties between Spain, is that is that how you thought through that? Yeah, I mean, I, I've always been attracted to to you know to go there and see what's the heritage of Spanish heritage, and I think there would be a great opportunity. It's not that I, I wouldn't like to go to Japan, but time is limited, so I, I have to choose. So, yeah, I think um, I want to try to go. It's going to happen next year, so let's see. So um, we've talked here a lot about learning teams and how they've how your team has been instrumental in sort of supporting the work that you've you've done here. Um, you know, I'm curious. We always think, from an admissions standpoint, that there are classes that are easier for folks because of their particular background, educational and professional background. Uh, but there are also classes that are harder. I'm wondering what classes have felt, you know, sort of natural to you, Jonas. You mentioned decision analysis. Mm-hmm. You're an engineer. It's the sort of thing you really love. Uh, what's it maybe a class that's been more challenging for you, and how how did you manage that, and and what did you learn through that process? Same same for you, Bob. And have you mm-hmm. have you had some classes that have sort of been a little bit more on the challenging end? Curious about how you how you've managed that. Mm, yeah, probably uh, leadership or communication. Uh, Topics that I've never uh, gone over before, and sometimes it's, it's not that it's difficult by itself, but sometimes it's, for me it's difficult to art- maybe articulate uh, certain messages. Or some other folks that are more really are more used to these these topics can really deep dive more on on, on them and and explain it from another perspective or that I haven't seen. Or it's uh, but m- most of the times I'm more like quant based. Let's say I, I, I'm more. Is I, I can easily digest numbers or finance and DA. My brain is prepared for that, but when it comes to really understand other other topics that are more related to leadership or communication, it's it's tougher for me. And really being in the in the in the, in the learning team, it's it's a first. And and the work what we do, where where we that each one of us is in charge of some of some of this of, of this. Sometimes I, I don't. It, it doesn't mean that I'm always in charge of the, let's say, uh, more quantitative cases. Sometimes I want to challenge myself. And many times we just say, okay, uh, but in those occasions, I try to find somebody that works with me. So so I really learn from this person. And then we, when we talk to the, to the team, we always get new new insights and we always add them to our shared notes. So yeah, this, it's really helping me to, to, to gain this, this knowledge and these new tools to for, for these new topics for me. Yes, yeah, so for me, decision analytics uh, was a challenge the first time around, and I think when I you know reflected on why it was the case, it was not necessarily the content. Um, I think I was just um, you know life happens, right? And you know I was six months old, so at the time he was much you know younger, and it, it, it you know I hadn't I don't think I was fully prepared going into it. Now that you know I, ha- I had the experience, um, and now I'm, I feel like for DA two decision analytics too, I'm, I'm fully prepared, um, and, and being very proactive uh, with time management, making sure uh, I ask if I don't know anything, uh, if I'm unsure about a certain topic or, or concept or a model, uh, I, I would run it by Jonas or, or any of my other you know team members and make sure I'm ready ahead of time um, and. You know that way, just staying, being very proactive and staying ahead. Um, you know, each time and every residency has really helped me. 
Um, but again, life happens. So, I mean, you could be prepared, you know, this weekend and then, you know, you know, you can have a you know, workload that comes in the way and, you know, you just have to pretty much, you know, respond and adjust accordingly. But I would definitely say that, you know, just lessons learned and, and understanding and reflecting what, what happened, why it happened, what can you do differently. Um, it's just, just having that constant, um, you know, uh, you know, thought in your mind that, you know, uh, time, you have, you have a finite amount of time and you want to make sure you're, you're being very strategic and, and everything is, is, should be planned out, uh, as much as you can plan it out. That helps. It sounds like y'all have people on your learning team that have the subject matter competencies, right? So Jonas, obviously maybe your DA go to, you have someone for management communications, leading organizations, maybe a finance accounting person, operations person. Is it, is this, am I, am I correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, do you, do you know who's in the learning team? Yeah, we have, you need a CPA. You need that. Yeah. I mean, so. we have, so we have, you know, we have, I mean, just like you said, we have a whole, yeah. you know, a gamut, you know, accounting, finance, um, you know, operations, uh, analytics, uh, nuclear engines yeah, exactly <laughs> um so the the amount of uh, the the breadth of experience that our team brings um and i think it just happened organically which is which is also like weird now that you know i'm i'm looking at it uh you know but it, it it's just made us you know much you know stronger team because i think everybody brings something to the table nobody's there um just taking the information and not providing something in return, right? So I think the expectation is, you know, everybody pulls their weight and everybody helps each other out. And we have a great, you know, team leader, you know, who's always keeping everybody, yeah. you know, uh, on, you know, on, 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 on task and making sure that we're being proactive and, you know, just, you know, making sure we're doing our part. So um, you're now almost at the midpoint. Um how do you feel that the program is making you better at work? You know, you've, you're far enough in now that maybe you might have a little bit of a feel for that. I mean, obviously I think people make it that pretty quickly in the program, um, depending on the work that they're doing and how that's intersecting with the courses and what they're learning. Um, but do you feel like the program is impacting you know, how you approach your day to day job? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you know, for example, the decision analytics course, you know, the, the regression models that we're learning, uh, you know, I can definitely apply it to that, my current job. Um, and, you know, if I, you know, for example, operations management, I have operations background. So, you know, leveraging uh, my experience, combine that with some of the uh, structures and, and models that I didn't, you know, have access to before or the knowledge uh, before coming into the program has helped me, you know, make a positive impact uh, at work. And that's also being noticed. Uh, in addition to that, you know, I think just uh, from professional advancement course, right? So that's very personal, you know, um, you know, as, as somebody who eventually, you know, would, would like to move up in the company or, you know, this course has been uh, – just very, very helpful. I mean, already we are like only like four, four to five modules in and uh, it's, it's starting to make a, a real impact in terms of what exactly I want to do, you know, with with my career and uh, concrete steps that I can take, um, you know, and, and give within a given timeline. So it, it gives me a structure and, and uh, you know, pretty much a direction and, and sense of um, 
accomplishment as I as I check those uh, tasks off um, as I go through the quarter and as I go through the program. How about you, Jonas? Yeah, it's it's funny that you ask that because even in, in my company, some people when I send them an email or when talk, I'm talking to them, they ask me, "Oh, it's like you're." I, I, I'm not going to say a different person, but you talk differently because you're bringing like new like uh, perspectives that you didn't bring before. So this is how really Darden is helping me. So when I have to make a, a business decision, like I'm able to, you know, just to put there like all the perspectives that I think that are important. It's not just, I mean, for example, I focus on business development. There's decisions that impact finance or cash flows and accounting considerations or and, you know, people started to realize that there's uh, something new in you. I don't know if you're feeling that about him, but it's it's something that really, it's it's noticeable. No, I, I agree 100%. So um, let me ask you also a somewhat related question. So you're now like almost 50% in, and, uh, you know, if you were a prospective student, you were going through the application process, would you do it again? Would you say... You know, like, absolutely. I'd, I'd come to Dart and I realize I'm asking you this on the Exec MBA podcast, but um, it's, I've been struck. I've had a lot of conversations with current students, you know, who get to this point in the program and they start to feel the momentum of the program and to your earlier points about how it's changing um, the work that you're doing. And it's kind of an interesting time to reflect because you have almost as much in the rear view as, as ahead of you. So uh, I'm curious, Jonas. Definitely, uh, I would do it. I, I would recommend to anybody that's really, really think, thinking about it. We spent some time to, to, today with with prospective students, and just I was telling them that I don't regret. I haven't regret a, a second about that. Uh, yeah, it's because it's already impacting uh, my 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 work, and also, I don't know. I'm think I'm starting to fear that it's gonna end. I don't know if that's happening to you, Bobby. That seeing the end, it's still far away. But I I, I want to feel like. When I, I mean the feeling that I get when I'm here with with uh, in the residences, I really it's really reinforcing who I am and 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 I'm building a lot of new skills. So I don't know. I don't want now in the process. I'm I'm I want to end, but I, at the same time I really want to you know uh, to keep in touch with you guys uh, with uh, I mean and and to you know to to tre- treasure this experience for for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. To answer your question, Brett, I would definitely you know do it again, and I would probably do it sooner than, than, you know, mm-hmm. later, because, um, you know, once you have a couple of years of experience, I think you, you're ready. Um, you know, as long as you realize that you, you have to realize that you need an MBA, like there has to be that calling, uh, and you have to understand exactly why you need an MBA. And so if you can articulate exactly, you know, why you need that to yourself, um, not just for an application, um, I think, you know, you'll, you'll, definitely reap a lot of value, uh, you know, from the program. Um, and, you know, like Jonas mentioned, you know, halfway, almost halfway into, into you know, into the program, um, sense of accomplishment and then sense of anxiety, right? You know, looking forward to, you know, um, you know what's going to happen, you know, once the, the program ends uh, because, you know, in, in, a, in a sense, learning stops, right? Um but in in other sense, you know the 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 next journey begins. So it's just you know how do I how am I gonna keep uh, my network alive? You know how I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my network warm and uh, how I'm gonna continue my learning? You know past that. So but that all starts right now. Um, so I'm I'm in the process of making sure and I network as much as I can right now. So when the program ends, I'm in a good spot 
to still continue my learning, you know, post-graduation. Yeah, don't worry. Darden does a great job of providing reunion opportunities for you. So uh, um, I was struck by the fact that Darden has one-year reunions. So um, you will have an opportunity immediately, essentially, after graduation within one year to come back and spend some time uh, with your classmates. But, uh, you know, Jonas, to your point, I'm always struck by um, students saying, like, yeah, it's going to be nice to have more time, uh, but at the same time, I will miss this incredibly. I, I just uh, spent some time with our 2019s who are literally on the doorstep of graduating. Um, they are post-LR2, the second leadership residency. There are no more academic uh, requirements for them in order to graduate. They graduated a couple weekends from when we were recording this, and they expressed a similar thing to mm -hmm. you. Maybe I'm feeling it a little bit early, but no, no, it's because, yeah, it's, we've been, I know that this graduation time, I'm thinking, okay, it's, we're in the middle of the program and I'm still, I'm, I'm anxious. I, I want to learn so much and I want to, in a good way, it's, it's, a, it's also, I'm trying to refocus my, what I want to get out of the program. So really it helps you to really to plan what's, what's coming up. Well, I appreciate your staying around after uh, a busy Saturday here, uh, full of decision analysis. Um, and uh, it's been great having these conversations with you to sort of follow you across across the program from quarter one, quarter three, and now quarter five. We've heard about China, uh, Brazil. We've heard about some of the explorations in the Enterprise Leadership Course, the quarter two class about healthcare, the quarter four class, which we talked about here, about leading in a volatile, uncertain complex and ambiguous world. Um, looking forward to the quarter seven conversation um, where we will talk a little bit more about perhaps a global residency to uh, Western Europe and the courses that you're taking and maybe what you're planning out for the elective space. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. So well, have a great rest of the residency and thank you both. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Brad. Uh, definitely want to you know say that uh, this opportunity has been great because it, you know in a way I, I I think of this as a legacy for me in a, in a sense because uh, in a podcast will remain you know years after you know I've graduated and you know hopefully one day for centuries you know, <laughs> exactly one day you know oh you know my 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 kid will listen to it and you know so I think it's a great opportunity to you know first of all to you know share with just prospective students and. Um, just take you through the journey of, you know, what it's like to, you know, be in a program like those challenges, you know, um, accomplishments, positives, um, you know, and, and just give you a flavor for, you know, what you can expect. So hopefully, you know, we're, we're doing a, a, a good job uh, to kind of really bring you um, something that you want to hear. And that was the third installment in my ongoing conversation with two students in our class of 2020, Jonas Porcar Ferrer and Bobin Patel. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at exec, that's E-X-E-C, MBA at darden.virginia.edu. Until next time, thanks for listening.